0: A pair of hikers from Rhode Island have been rescued after getting stuck in treacherous terrain on Mount Washington. At least one hiker expressed they were feeling symptoms of hypothermia. Officials tell us the hikers were brought to safety around 10
1: p.m. And thankfully, there were no injuries.
2: This was no drill, but a real-life emergency deep in the White Mountains.
1: Broadcasting from the Woodpecker's studio in the great state of New Hampshire, welcome to the Sounds Like a Search and Rescue podcast, where we discuss all things related to hiking and search and rescue in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Here are your hosts, Mike and Stomp. Okay, Stomp, welcome to episode 12. 12?
2: Twelve?
3: 12 already, huh? 12. Twelve. The Dirty Dozen.
2: Mm. <laughs> Do you think we're going to get to 12 this quickly?
3: No, I mean, it's sort of strange. It feels like we just started in a, in a sense, but it also feels like it's been a lifetime. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. Yeah. I learned so much about, like, web development
2: and publishing podcasts more than I ever want to know. hmm
3: <laughs> The dirty dozen.
2: Yeah. We're, we're not making any money out of this either. Like, if somebody's listening to this and they want to pay us for, I don't know why, but if you want to advertise, like, let us know. We'll take your money.
3: Oh, man, I've sold like 50 sweatshirts already, so I'm making some cash. <laughs> oh, you have? I forgot to tell you about that. Oh, no, I'm well, just gonna. Wait just a minute. Well, I want our auditor to look into what you're up to. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe some merch is something we can talk about. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Um, all right, so this week, uh special episode. We're doing a segment where we are welcoming the Hiking Buddies New Hampshire 48 Facebook group to the show. Um, Don't like to hike alone? The Hiking Buddies have it covered for hikers of all experience levels. Uh, We're very excited to welcome Ben and Haley, who will join us to talk about how you can connect with the New Hampshire hiking community to find new friends to join you on all your adventures. And then later on the show, we have a slew of search and rescue news to go through. It's getting warm out there, and people are getting... Hot, dehydrated, tired, and guess what? That spells trouble. So I'm
3: Mike. And I'm Stomp. Let's get started. All right, all right.
2: So I am f- taking care of my dehydration by drinking a beer. Do you have anything to, uh, to drink tonight, Stomp?
3: Mm, yeah. Well, I've, I've had the, uh, the benefit of having my folks here, so I had my mom make one of her specialty margaritas. That only a mom could do. So, is that, so you're gonna,
2: is that your go-to drink from now on? I think this is like the second week in a row you've been drinking margaritas.
3: <sighs> well, it's like 100 degrees in the studio at the moment. <laughs> I've got the back deck open and the fan's blowing. And it's actually really hot here at the moment. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's been, it's been uh, really humid and hot. And we'll talk about that later
3: in the show. Like, people are, are just not ready for it. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, the lilacs have uh, blossomed way early hummingbirds are here a little earlier than usual
2: yeah I don't really keep track of that stuff but I I I do like my local we have a farm where I run and I definitely from like Sunday until now I can see there's like a huge difference where everything is blooming and it it smells much better than my uh, my usual stank when I'm running out in the farm but it's (laughs) it's definitely uh, spring is here
3: Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's great. It's welcome too. Yeah. Very nice. So are you gonna do more than one margarita or are you gonna drink two? Oh man. I'm I'm trying to actually trim up a little bit, so I'm gonna call it at one.
2: Very nice.
3: Yeah. A new health kick. Good for you, good for you. So
2: I have uh I'm drinking an IPA as as is my tradition. It's from Medford Brewing Company. And it is called a Methad. Um, yeah, Methad. Uh, it's called Navigator, so it's pretty good. I've had like two sips, and it's not uh, not bad.
3: I still don't understand the IPA fascination.
2: <laughs> you don't? What's, what, what is your beef with IPAs?
3: Well, as a kid, I, I got really sick on it once at a party. It's one of those nasty hangovers that just has hung with me till this day. I just can't even smell the stuff without getting nauseous. Uh, but beyond that, it's just such a strange scent and flavor, you know. It, it, when I smell it it smells like grapefruit. Do you do you get that smell? Grapefruit? No, no. it tastes like just a, a like a um like just a stiff beer to me. Huh, interesting. But then you go to um you know all these local stores and that's all you see in the freezer or the fridge. It's like it's all IPA. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> they must be doing something right. But I I definitely this is good. So Navigator from Medford Brewing Company, or if you're local, Method
3: Brewing Mefa, Company. Mefa, yeah. Malden.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. So any uh, any hiking for you? You gotten out there at all?
3: I have m- pushed myself to hike without poles now, and um, I made it up to... It's, you know, Welch Dickey's right there in the backyard, so I, I'm always up there, as people probably guess by now. So I made it up to the ledges of Dickey, and um, I think that was Wednesday, and felt great, I felt like a hundred percent like I could carry weight uh you know if I were carrying a litter or whatever. I felt fantastic, but the day before that and the day after that, I felt absolutely miserable, so I can't figure it out. I think it's maybe the weather, I hate to say it, but I might be one of these weather people that just complains about the weather. <laughs> I can't figure it out every single day is different.
2: well, don't push it too hard now would you When you say you're not using poles anymore, like what do you what do you? Because I use hiking poles pretty much unless I'm doing trail running. Like I use poles for every hike. So are you? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Like we've hiked a million times, and I can't remember. Like do you use poles normally or no?
3: I I used to several years ago, but for search and rescue, you can't use them. Um. So I it took me a good probably year to wean myself off of poles and to just rely on my legs for for hiking. And now that I'm back, well, I, I've ditched them now, but for the last several weeks, I've had to use poles and it was just so annoying. I'm like, oh man, I'm back to the poles again. Um, but yeah, so I finally ditched them. For me, that's a huge step forward in this recovery.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember years ago, like we hiked and you had those like, uh, those old ski poles with the bamboo. Yeah. yeah, those things were cool. Yeah,
3: bamboo and then the um, the World War II um, mountain, um, oh what is it? What's the division? The Tenth uh, Mountain, Tenth Mountain Division ski poles. I found a pair of vintage Army A R M E E ski poles, and I uh, use those all the time. They were jet white. Oh man, I still have them. They're beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah, those things are cool.
3: Oh yeah, they're like five pounds per per <laughs> pole, <laughs> yeah. so you're really getting jacked up. I miss those <laughs> days, but yeah. Uh, I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, we have to do, so we have the gear list that I put together, which is pretty much like, you know, I'm go, I'm on all like the the gear sites and like I, I'm going to, I typically like get, try to get like a lot of the newer stuff, but like I do notice like here we'll have to put together a gear list for you because you've got more of a sort of eclectic, <laughs> like I do. I, you do, you're not like the typical like ultralight, like you, you've got
3: like oh, a lot yeah. of like older stuff that's but it's cool stuff. It's a freak show. It's totally crazy what's in my pack. <laughs> like your backpack itself
2: is like an old school backpack too. Like that thing's pretty, pretty burly.
3: Absolutely. My packs are held together by tire wraps and super glue at yeah, this point. Yeah. No, I'm not joking. I, right. I, I I am never gonna get rid of these packs.
2: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. will
3: I will be buried with these packs. Well, for me it's good because like I see
2: <laughs> that pack and I'm like, there's Like the you know, I can spot that thing from a mile away. So yeah, um, but it's good, you know, and, and we've d- the way that we've uh, you know gotten to know each other over the years, um, you know, it's it's a friendship, and tonight is is basically talking about hiking and friendship, so we we're gonna um, transition into a segment with. Uh, ben and Haley from the, the Hiking Buddies group. And, you know, I, we're going to do an episode next week about COVID. And I've been thinking about this a lot, Snop, and I, I, the direction that the world's going in right now is really confusing. And I feel like in the last year and a half or so, you know, we've as a as a society we've gotten a lot less trustful and we've been more disconnected than we ever have. So I wanted to do a segment, um, and I've actually used the Hiking Buddy group to make some connections, and I was really impressed with the experience. So I wanted to sit down with with Haley and Ben to kind of get their perspective because they they basically may oversee the group. It's a Facebook Meetup group for hiking, and I wanted to sit down and talk with them to get an understanding about sort of the origins of the group. Group and get their perspective about um, making connections on the trail and finding friends to hike with. So um, I, I, I thought it was a really great conversation. Definitely excited to have them. Yeah, sounds great. Can't wait to hear it. Cool. So let's, uh, let's kick it off with that segment, and then we'll come back and, and uh, transition into some search and rescue.
1: Sounds good. Slasher's Hiking Topic of the Week.
2: All right. So um, I'd like to welcome Haley and Ben from the Hiking Buddies New Hampshire 48 Facebook group. Uh, We've had a couple of guests sit in for shows, uh, but you're our very first dedicated segment. So welcome and thank you for joining me tonight.
4: Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is my first podcast, so a lot of firsts. Same.
2: Awesome. Awesome. So welcome. And um, I wanted to have you on because I use this group and uh, which was, I think when I talked about my experience with hiking buddies, uh, I had said at the time that I was getting out of my comfort zone. And the reason why I said that is because I typically am a solo hiker or I hike with uh, just a couple of friends that I've known for years. And I've I had a really great experience with hiking buddies, and I do feel like one of the most common issues that people bring up is trying to find people to hike with. So I wanted to do a segment and, and talk to you a little bit about hiking buddies and then a little bit just about in general, what are some of the uh, the things that um, people can do to vet That um, hiking partners, and then also, you know, a little bit more resources around um, just just getting friendship started in the hiking community. Because I find I I found when I started hiking that none of my friends cared about hiking. They just looked at me like I was a lunatic going up there hiking in the woods. So, um, so I'm happy to have you both here. And um, I guess I wanted to start off a little bit finding out um, some background about both of you for. Um, you know, round hiking. So, I guess Haley, maybe if you could start, could you just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your your hiking experience and you know what you're currently working on as far as um you know your 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 hiking pursuits?
0: Sure. So, I started hiking when I was a kid with my mom, um, and I really didn't hike for a long time up until maybe two years ago. Um, and the, the old breakup story, I went through a breakup and found the woods cause it was, um, something to do. And I discovered, uh, the, the 48, 4,000 footers and was like, Oh, I guess I'll try that out. Um, and so now I'm at 47 out of 48, I've been saving one cause I'm a lazy hiker um and uh, yeah, it's just been kind of a good experience to get out there and get my body moving. I work night shifts, so um, it's really important for me to be out in the daylight as much as I can. Um, so yeah, hiking's just been kind of a thing that I can keep my mind busy.
2: Now, when you work the night shift, do you have you have you ever just worked a, worked an overnight and then gone right out and hiked?
0: I have never done that, but a bunch of our buddies have, and I've commented every single time about how I have drool running down my face while they're hiking. So (laughs) I have never done that, but people do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I worked an overnight shift like years ago, probably for, I think like two months, I used to work at a rental car place at Logan airport and I was complete garbage um, by the time I got done, you know, I would, I would sleep in the afternoon. So it was,
0: it was tough for me. Definitely. I get nauseous hiking anyway because I'm out of shape half the time, but adding post-night shift is <laughs> not very helpful.
2: Yeah. Now, what uh, what's the last 4,000-footer that you have to do?
0: I have Kerrigan left.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, were you avoiding that this winter and waiting to, to avoid the road walk?
0: Yes, I was. <laughs> oh, very nice. Lazy hiker in, in my finest.
2: Yeah, no, I've, I've broken trail on that road before, and it's it's not fun in the winter.
0: I believe it.
2: I want to go. Yeah, he will take you, Ben. Um, now, have you done overnights, or you just do day hiking?
0: Yeah, I actually did um, the Bonds Zealand Bonds as an overnight, like an out and back. Um, and we stayed at the Geo Campsite, which was a blast. Um, I we did like the the sunset at Mount Bond, and um, it was it was great. It was freezing because it was September, so it was like seventeen degrees out that night. But um, yeah, I. I'm getting more into backpacking. I've kind of gotten some more stuff over the last year to be able to do more of that this summer.
2: Nice. Yeah. I am planning on doing a. Uh, I'm sort of the same transition. Like I've been a day hiker for years, but I've started to get into the backpacking a little bit and now I'm trying to do a, a you know, two or three nights um, out in the, out in the trail. So we'll see how it goes.
4: Cool. Yeah.
2: So um, Ben, can you talk a little bit about your, your hiking background? Uh,
4: Well, my first hike wasn't a great experience, um, but I was a teenager and it was uh, heading up the Delaware Water Gap with my brother, both of us, um, alone to meet up another group, never hiked before, overpacked like dramatically for this hike and had way too much uh, for the for the root up. And I, I remember just saying, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. And then I got married. Um, and so sometimes um, sometimes wives have uh, just this way of getting you to do things you don't want to do. And uh, so she took me um, on some hikes. And um, I was like, why are we doing this? There's no restaurant at the top. There's no... Uh, you know, there's no ride down, um, and I didn't. The first um, couple of hikes I did, I, I got to say, I did them begrudgingly. But then, um, and then I think I just started to hit that that period where it started to make sense. Um, it wasn't about necessarily, you know, being finished. It was about kind of the the journey, and um, so I started uh, enjoying it and thinking about my son who was becoming a teenager, and I felt like we were kind of disconnecting a little bit as he got older. And I said, Hey, maybe I'll take him on some epic hype hike up in New Hampshire and, uh, try to, you know, better connect with him." He's turning into that age where he's starting to rebel a little bit. And so I planned a hike that I found online, which was, uh, just Lincoln woods over to, you know, the Gio campsite. We did Gio. We did, we actually did, um, the twins on the way, on the way through, and then we did the bonds and we came back out through the death March, um, back to the car on the loop. Um, and it was a long hike and we, we made two nights out of it. Um, probably could have done it in one, but we made two nights out of it just to spend some time together. And, uh, and then, uh, what, two years later, I'm, I'm sitting in a, in a house that we rented, uh, sort of bored up in Bretton woods and grabbed a book off the shelf called the 48, 4,000 footers. And I said, Oh, some of these mountains that I climbed are on this list. So I yell over to my wife and I say, Hey, I think I'm going to climb all these mountains. And she's like, that's nice, honey. And, uh, and because I verbalized it and said I was going to do it, I, um, uh, I'm now, I'm now, uh, thick in it and, uh, going to finish.
2: Exactly. Once you start, you get into it, you start telling people like you're doing the 4,000 footers,
4: you're kind of committed. So, right. Right. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to being at the finish line with Haley when she finishes, uh, Kerrigan. So we got to figure out a date. Definitely. Yeah, that'll be fun. How far along are you, Ben? Uh, I've got 33.
2: Very nice. So you'll be there soon enough as well. Mm-hmm. So I also haven't finished. I've got 47, but I'm I'm on hold until I finish the 52 with a view and the terrifying 25. So I'm going to finish all three lists in a single hike. So I've got that going on this summer. So, so
4: what is the uh, what is the 48 that, that's on all three lists? Well, so the way it's going to work is um, it, it, they're...
2: It's, uh, I'm going to finish the 52 with a view on Mount Pemagowasset, Mm -hmm. and then I'll hike from Pemagowasset up the Flume Slide Trail, which will finish the Terrifying 25, go across Liberty, and then down over to Lonesome Lake, and then up Cannon and finish the 4,000 footer. So that'll be one 25 mile hike over the course of a day. So I've got a couple more Terrifying 25s and- think like three more 52 with the views so we'll probably sometime in august i'll finish up fantastic
0: did you plan on finishing on canon so that people could join you that aren't necessarily hikers
2: i did so i didn't think about it that much i i was just plugging away and i would just pick a peak and then I had originally planned to hike Cannon. we did an overnight in the winter and our plan was to do the kinsman's on the first day then we we stayed out by Lonesome Lake uh, the second oh, the, that night and the second day we were gonna go up cannon and finish but we got hit with a blizzard so we just had to go back down and I just I think at some point I just decided I was like I'll just hold that for exactly the reason you're talking about is it's a it's a great hike for because you can go you can have family meet you who may not want to hike it, and then they can just take the tram down, which is which is what's going to happen with my family, I'm sure. That's
4: awesome. You know, I'm planning yeah. to finish the 48 in August as well. I've been avoiding the prezies uh, the entire time because I want to do a prezi hike for my final, so it's been very difficult because I'm always invited to hike the presidentials. Everybody wants to do Washington or you know uh, Pierce, and uh, I've put them all off. Uh, I've got Lake in the Clouds set up. I want to take my time and, and not rush it and do it in one day. And uh, so we're going to stay in Lake in the Clouds and just enjoy the experience and then, uh, then finish up. That'll be fun.
2: Now, will you go for the – I always am curious about this because I've never done a Prezi Traverse, but are you planning on going northbound or southbound?
4: You know, I haven't even uh, – I haven't decided yet because I've I've heard from uh, from several people which way is, quote, unquote, better and uh, which one's better to end on. So um, I'm not sure. I, all I know is there's a Mount Washington stop in the middle that I'm going to soak up the whole time I'm there, hopefully get some blue skies, and um, and uh, hopefully the everything will be open and the lodge will be open because I sort of want the, the hiker experience, you know, sharing a meal and, um, you know, snoring in everybody's ear and everything that comes with that. Yeah,
2: yeah, you'll have to bring your earplugs in there. That's my advice if you're going to stay in the hut. But I'm thinking like I guess if I was going to do that and stay at lakes, if you do it southbound, day 1 will be like the long day and then you've got the cabin to stay over. Um and then day 2 is not going to be as hard, which is probably preferable. And then if you because if you go northbound, You'll, you know, it'll be a shorter day one, and then day two will be longer. So it's kind of picky poison. Do you want right. the pain on day one or do you want
4: it on day two? Uh, I don't want any pain. If you ask yes. Kaylee, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not too into the my pain tolerance level on, uh, on the incline. Like I'm still not, I'm still not there yet. Where you know, I there are points in the hike that I do not appreciate. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, all all the upward parts of the hike.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, you'll have to hit me up when you are getting to the finish. I want to know which direction you end up going in going on the Prezi Traverse because I'm always curious. It's it's interesting to hear people's thoughts. Sure. Cool. All right. So I want to get into the origin story of the hiking buddies, but before. We get into that. I do, you know, it's a search and rescue show. So I want to get from both of you um, either your most sort of terrifying moment or what was your sort of closest brush to um, having call 911 and say, pull me out of these mountains.
4: Do you want me to go first, Haley? Because uh, you know where I'm going with this one.
1: Yeah, go for it.
4: Everybody always has a story, so I'm curious. I yeah, I don't think I have one where I was close to calling 911, but it was pretty close to Haley having to drag me out of the mountain. Um, so we, did, I did uh, isolation with a buddy group, and this was uh, probably one of my earlier buddy hikes after starting the group. And I think, what, our second hike together, Haley, that you were a part of with me?
0: That was our first. first.
4: first. Oh, great. So I I made a great impression. All right, fantastic. Um, So we took Glen Boulder and we decided to take Glen Boulder back uh, because um, it was going to be so wet on Rocky Branch. Um, So we decided to do uh, Glen Boulder there and back to isolation, which is a pretty, pretty good size hike. Um, at least I thought so at the time. And, uh, so the first problem was, um, and there were many problems I had on this hike, but the first problem was that, um, after I started going, uh, up, uh, the mountain, I realized that I left my entire lunch in the refrigerator for the day. So I had almost no food on me. I had a baggie of goldfish for the hike. Um, so that was, uh, my first problem. Um, my second problem was that I brought enough water to get me, um, on the way back so we could stop and grab some water out of, um, a stream that was on the route. So I brought enough water to get there and then get back to the stream. And it was a pretty hot day. So I even had frozen like a water bottle to bring with me so I could have some cold water. Yep. Um, when I got to the stream, well, before I even got to the stream, I found out that my life straw was completely clogged. It didn't matter how hard I tried to suck the water out of that straw. It was not coming out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't bring a backup. And I, it was a hot day. And I ran out of water uh, about about the top of isolation or just, just after we had turned around. And it's a long hike back Glen Boulder on a hot day. Um, when you don't, oh, yeah. there's not a lot of, there's no options on water once you get right. out there. Well, there was, yeah. After we got past that little walk downstream, I don't, I don't recall what it was, uh, what it was called, but it was, it wasn't too far off the peak, but, um, the water that I'd frozen, I'd frozen half the bottle. The, it wasn't melting. Like it just, I don't know. It was a hot day, but it just was not melting fast enough for as thirsty as I was. And, yeah. uh, and I had no, um no access to water. So it was a long hike back. I was dehydrated. Uh, I was tired. I was hungry. Uh, I tried eating the gold. I tried saving the goldfish as long as I could. And when I started eating them, it was like, it turned into toothpaste in my mouth because yeah, I had I no moisture. Him. Uh, thankfully Al gave me a couple of those, uh, goo packs, which is pretty much what I lived on for the day was two. Um, goo packs Haley was gonna let me die. She was just like, I don't care whether you make it or not. This is my granola bar. Um, but I did eventually. <laughs> I did eventually uh, get to the bottom. But it was it was miserable, and uh, it was the closest I've been to where I think I was gonna pass potentially pass out on the trail. And I think I complained so much that Haley was um, ready to get rid of me by the time we got down. So,
2: so Haley, why didn't you give him your water? <laughs>
0: Offered my my life draw and you're like no the the stream is too far down I'm not going back there. <laughs> something along the lines of that
4: <laughs> I was pretty I was pretty delusional at the time I think I was um dehydrated so uh, I don't know I don't remember that <laughs>
2: yeah yeah it's scary
4: no yeah are
2: you oh, sorry go ahead Haley
0: oh he was like really struggling with cramps it was not fun for him I was like I'm sorry Ben I. Have nothing for you,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's tough. now, or did you throw the life straw away because I, I i never used a life straw, but i've I've been using the Soria mini, which I find is much more effective and much much better
4: capacity. I still have another life straw bottle, I think for me, the lesson will just be to um to just make sure I have a backup, like a new straw in the bag at all times that if I need to back, you know I need the backup, I can just pop one off and put the next one on. I like the convenience of it. I'm a lazy hiker too, and I like to just scoop my water, stick my top on and drink. Um, it's just so quick with that life straw bottle, but I've learned the hard way that you should never go, um, with just one straw, um, on the trail. So if, uh, anyone listening is using the life straw bottle and you haven't had to replace the straw yet, don't wait until you're on an 80 degree day on isolation before you decide or find out the hard way that, um, that you wish you had a second straw. So just get one, throw it in the bag and keep it with you at all times.
2: Yeah. And I always say this is controversial. Um, and people will disagree with me, but I will say if I always have a filter with me and I personally prefer the, the Sawyer mini filter. I haven't looked at the life straw, but worst case scenarios, if you do have an issue with your filter. You know, I would scan the, the water source a little bit to see if there's anything in there that might cause you an issue, but I'll, I'll drink straight from the stream if, I'm, mm-hmm. if I need to versus try, risking dehydration. So uh, people say don't, and I know that you can get ridiculously sick quickly, but to me, I'd rather risk that than, than uh, the issues that can come with, um, with high dehydration.
4: Yeah. Call it an experience. It was the first, uh, I think it was my first bout with dehydration that I've had. So, you know, I think the next time I'll be more than happy to drink whatever stream water I can find versus, yeah. uh, the alternative.
2: Yeah, exactly. Very, very good. Um, now Haley, what, um, uh, <laughs> what's your closest brush with, uh, with getting in trouble out there?
0: So I have two stories and I'll let you choose. I have one that's more severe that happened to a friend while I was on a hike. Um, And one that was myself, that's less severe, like an ankle sprain. So I don't know.
2: Just flow. I'm interested in your friends. The worse, the better.
0: (laughs) Um, It was actually this past winter. um, And we were taking a hike up to Monroe. We went up the ammo trail. um, And I had read the the trail reports. Everyone said light traction for the ammo is fine for this day. Um, So we... We're heading up, um, this was like right after Valentine's day when we had that freeze overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're heading up, got to the Lake of the Platts Hut just fine, um, pretty quickly actually. And it was like a crystal clear day, zero wind, like maybe five miles per hour for wind. Um, And we were looking at Washington and we're like right there and this weather is perfect. So. Um, it was me and two of my co-workers who are experienced hikers, um, and we decided to start making our way up to Washington and forego doing Monroe. So as we're making that um, cross over that snow field between Lake of the Clouds hut and Washington, um, I was noticing that the micro spikes that we were wearing just weren't good enough for um, the like, slope that we were on. So I kept saying to them, like, guys, I really just don't feel good about this. Um, And they're like, I like it looks like it's getting flatter up there. So we would take a couple more steps and I would be like, I'm terrified of heights. So I was like, I don't know if this is because I'm terrified of heights that I'm so uncomfortable right now or if we're getting ourselves into a sticky situation. Um, So anyway, I I finally like got very serious and was like, we need to turn around. I don't feel comfortable. Um, So we we turned around and started heading back to the Lake of the Clouds hut and my friend misstepped and took a long sliding um, fall down Washington, um, about 100 feet, maybe 200 feet, um, yard sailed, lost everything, her trekking poles, her water bottle, um, ended up doing like somersaults all the way down. Um, stopped herself with one of her trekking poles, um, used it like an ice ax. We should have had ice axes, but used it like an ice ax and like bent it to a 90 degree angle. It looked awful, um, but it it stopped her, thankfully. Um, And so at that point, we were pretty far up above her um, and there was no safe way to get down to her. Um, She was fine. She yelled up and was like laughing and jock kind of yeah. um so my friend and i made our way back and we ended up just kind of meeting um in in a middle ground spot and i mean it was the most terrifying experience i've ever had watching someone fall and not stop and not be able to help them um she was very lucky to be able to walk out of there the whole time that we were walking to meet her i'm like she has a femur fracture 100% and she's just in shock and isn't feeling it yet. Like we're going to meet up with her and it's going to be a mess. Um, but she ended up being okay. Just had like some scrapes on her face. Um, ended up getting like a pretty um, swollen eye like around her eye. But um, we regrouped. I sobbed when we got, when I like reconnected with her, I, she was like, why are you so upset? I'm like, you have no idea how traumatic that was. Um But anyway, I learned so much from that hike, Um, one being the trail conditions were not what they were the day before because we had a freeze. Um, I learned that you got to have the right equipment for the conditions, obviously, um, and to just trust your gut immediately instead of waiting five minutes, because I think that we got to a point that we, if we had turned around five minutes earlier, we would have been past that tough part.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because if you ask me about hiking Mount Washington, my com- the conventional wisdom is you know you hike up the ammo side and uh, you, you come up um, from that side. Lake of the Clouds to Mount Washington is not that difficult. I mean, it looks really close, but it's a lot farther, but it's not really difficult, but uh, – in the, in the situation you're talking about where, you know, you've got a quick freeze and everything is iced over and you don't have crampons, then you can get into trouble over there. And that's probably like, you know, those conditions probably pop up in that, that area, maybe like a couple of times a year at, at the most people are going to listen to this and say like, Oh, it's not that bad. I've done that hike, but I can't imagine like there are some sections there where if it freezes over, And it's just solid ice. You are going to get in trouble. Mm
0: -hmm. The angle of the terrain was just not right for the equipment that we had.
2: Yeah, interesting. And it is so tempting. Like you get to Lake of the Clouds and you look up at Washington and you're like, it's just right there, but it's really a mile and a half or so to get up there.
0: Yeah. And we, I mean, we had made it up to Lake of the Clouds so quickly and we were like, this is like, we have the whole day It's and the conditions are perfect. And, you know, everything lined up except for the fact that we were overlooking the equipment that we had. So
2: I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah, And so much, so many times in the winter, like I, I can't count the number of times I always have my crampons in the car and I'll just sit there and I'll be like, do I take them? Do I not take them? And I'd be like, all right, I'm taking my, my, my spikes and my, my snowshoes and I'll just leave the crampons in the car. And like 99% of the time, it's no problem, but it's that one time. Like I haven't, I haven't run into it, but it sounds like you guys probably hit that one time where you needed them.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, that same thing. I had my snowshoes in the car that had crampons on the bottom, you know, I, I had the equipment, I just didn't bring it. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it doesn't pay to go ultra light in the winter. So that's glad your friend is okay, but uh, that is a scary one. So very interesting. Great. So I did want to move on here to talk a little bit about the origin story of Hiking Buddies. So just as a refresher, so um, Ben and Haley are the admins of um, the Hiking Buddies uh, New Hampshire 48 Facebook group, which is a very large meetup group on Facebook that connects hikers. So um, Ben, could you give me a little bit of the the background on um, you know how Hiking Buddies came to be?
4: Yeah, sure. Um, so similar to you, um, when I did start hiking, um, I did quickly find out that uh, you know most of my friends are not hikers um, and not interesting interested in hiking. I had one friend that um, that uh, Phil, who is um, a great hiker, very fast and a great guy, and um, who I would normally try to hike with, but also one of the busiest guys I know when it comes to his weekends being filled and. You know, he's a family man, which uh, is fantastic. And, you know, he just finds himself busy. And if there's an overcast or a cloud in the sky, he usually doesn't want to head up there. Um, So I said to him one day, I said, you know, I'm thinking about creating a group because I just need to find some other hikers, like somebody or a couple people that I can just hike hike the 48 with if I'm going to get this done. Because A, I didn't feel necessarily uh, qualified to um, always hike solo. And B, I just don't enjoy hiking solo. Um, it just, the time goes by faster to me when I have somebody to talk to. It's just a personality thing. I think more than anything, I have hiked solo. It just, I just personally don't enjoy it as much as, you know, getting to know somebody on the way up and the way down. So, um, so I, s- I set up the group, I decided to, to do a couple's hike, um, and do one of the easier hikes where he could bring his wife and I would bring, uh, my wife and we would you know, open it up to any couples who wanted to hike with us and started sort of pushing the, the group online to, you know, people I knew. And um, not many people I knew f- joined, but all of a sudden, uh, I think Facebook started, you know, putting it up uh, as a post or something where other people were starting to find the group. And um, so, we did a, a couple's hike and then the group just kept growing. And, um, you know, we've had some I wouldn't say trial and error, but just um, you know a couple things have changed over time to try to accommodate the growth of the group um, and to be efficient uh, in connecting people. And um, you know we're 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 now doing, I don't know, about twenty, probably 20 hikes a week that people are setting up through our page. Um, it's a steady inflow of both hikes and pictures from hikes. And uh, we're coming up on one year on June 7th from when uh, I started the group and we're already I bet you will be over 4000 people by the 1 year anniversary and I think that's um says something about the desire that people have to hike together because if you look at some of these other groups I mean some of them are mega groups and they have you know 30,000 people in them but several of the groups have been around for you know 10 years and they're somewhat duplicative of other groups. And so they're running you know, 2,500 people or 2,000 people. And they've been there for 10 years. You know, We have a very defined mission and a very defined purpose. And we don't allow a lot of outside noise to come into the group. The group is for setting up hikes and then kind of, I guess you could say, sharing those hikes with people and nothing else. So no conversations about boots and equipment or weather or... Um, you know, whether you should stack rocks or feed the birds or listen to music on the trails, like we just, uh, we just figured that there are plenty of groups that are meeting that need of general conversation and advice. And our group is for people who are looking to find people to hike with and want to sort of avoid all the noise and sort of get right to it and say, Hey, I want to hike this mountain. You know, I'm this pace on this day. And, um, you know, is there anybody out there that's a fit that's available that would like to, um, uh, to come with me? And, uh, so far it's been really, really successful and, um, uh, we can touch on that later if you want, but
2: yeah, yeah, it certainly works. And, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about sort of how, how the group's rules function and, and things like that. But I guess I, w- I am curious, Haley, how, how did you get connected to Ben and then, um, get, get involved with, uh, hiking buddies?
0: So I, I think I saw it posted on one of the other, like eight groups. Um, and I was like, I'll go check that out. Cause I don't have many people to hike with. Um, and so I ended up hiking with Ben, um, the isolation trip and like had such a great time meeting new people. Um, and so Ben and I just kind of kept chatting in that group chat. Um, we went on a couple other hikes together. Um, and then, I mean, the growth that we've had from this group um, happened pretty quickly. So Ben asked for a little bit of help with just doing admin stuff. So um, his, yeah, I kind of jumped in on that and it's been, it's been fun.
2: Great. And do you have any thoughts? Like I, I, I never really worried about this. I honestly, i I kind of love solo hiking. And I think, you know in my own situation, like I've got three kids that are very close in age and a big family and a busy job. And I always feel like solo hiking to me is sort of like my my chance to take a deep breath and enjoy you know the wilderness and and the mountains and the views. And I've never really, worry too much about like whether I hike in a group or I hike with friends. Like if I can find friends, I'll go with them. And I love that. I prefer it, but I have no problem going out and hiking solo in most conditions. But can can you talk from your perspective, uh, do you have any thoughts on why it it may be difficult to, to connect with people to hike?
0: Yeah. I think that I know at least from my, um, my experiences that, A lot of my friends don't hike um, and it's like kind of hard. I don't know. When I was like first starting out, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to keep up with them. So I don't really want to go with that person. Um, So I think that either people have the same kind of idea that you did with um, not wanting to just having some time to yourself out there versus literally just being afraid to go with other people because you're worried about pace and your fitness level and all of that. Um, so I think it can be really challenging to find people to hike with that you're compatible with as a hiker. Um, so I think, yeah, that's kind of what's been so great about this group growing so much is that we've had more people that are slower hikers and more people that are faster hikers. So you can kind of categorize where you are um, and find people that will be able to join you for that.
2: Yeah, then that is one thing that's, that really stood out to me when I was I was – I've been key, you know, I've been involved in hiking groups and social media for a long time. And I feel like, like the, the super athletes and the, the speedsters take up all the oxygen in the room a lot of times when it comes to those discussions. And that's one of the things I love about your group is that there's, a lot of options for people that are hiking at different paces or they're not so sort of like driven on like, let's complete the list and I've got to get nine peaks on one day. And you know, it's, it's there's a, a huge population of people that are just looking to have a nice fun day, meet people. And they don't really, they are not worried about doing three, four mile an hour pace for the, for their hikes, which is great.
0: Also- yeah. We have both. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we try to encourage people to like, To create a group chat before the hikes and have a like very honest open discussion about pace, um, kind of the expectations of the hike, when to meet, that kind of stuff. So I think that setting that expectation that that is what you do prior to a buddy hike um, has really helped people feel more comfortable with, okay, I'm not going to get left behind on this hike or things like that.
4: One, one thing I want to point out too, is that, um, the big, you know, we have, um, we probably see the most pictures from the more avid hikers because they're hiking frequently. So you do kind of get, you know, you see a lot of the same faces, uh, you know, probably every third hike is sort of a lot of what I would call our core people that are putting up buddy hikes, you know, twice a week. Um, but There is this whole, and I would say larger segment um, of our group, Um, I would say the majority of our group, who are um, interested in hiking and want to hike, but they're not going to hike every weekend. They're not going to hike maybe even every month. Um, They just enjoy to hike, and they're nervous about joining a hike because they don't feel like they're as experienced or as fast as other hikers. And the way that I know that is that every single time somebody posts on our page, Hey, I'm looking to to hike, you know, Mount Pierce. I'm very slow. I take my time. I like to take pictures. I'm a little, you know, out of shape, but, um, but I have a good time. You know, if you're interested and they get the most responses They have, you know, I usually have to get on a side chat with them and say, you really need to cap the number of people that are coming onto this hike with you um, and uh, and have that conversation. So I know they're out there. The thing is just having uh, some of them have the confidence to set up the hikes um, because I think a lot of them are waiting for the hikes to show up on a date they can make it and they want to jump in, which honestly is the best way in the beginning when it's your first one is to jump on somebody else's hike. Uh, because it kind of takes some of the responsibility of coordinating and everything off your shoulders um, and you just sort of show up Um, but as you you know do one of those hikes afterwards we try to encourage people like look on your next one think about you know you pick the mountain you pick the date you pick the time and let people know that you're a slower hiker and you'll find new friends you'll find good people that are interested in hiking and uh and they'll be your pace and uh, so you know for anybody that's listening that's part of the group if you are on that kind of verge of feeling like you're too slow please you know think about um, putting a hike together because there's a lot of people who are sitting on the sides um waiting for you to set up a hike and they, we see that every time yeah yeah and
2: the, the volume of um of people saying you know i'm, I'm setting up a a hike is, is increased from what I've seen over the last six months or so. I've been keeping an eye on the, on the site. Uh, but Ben, you had talked about this a little bit and I've, you know, like I said, I've been involved in social media hiking groups for a long time. And if you have an open forum, like you get a ton of drama and a lot of like repetitive topics around, like, you know, kindness rocks and don't feed the gray jays and don't (laughs) kick over rocks and all this nonsense and you know you guys have a very specific mission like you talked about but i've seen you've been challenged a couple of times about like oh just let this slide or let you know let us just put this this one time can you talk a little bit about like you know and you're holding the line which i think is the right thing to do because it's working for you but can you talk a little bit about um how you deal with, with that that pressure sometimes.
4: Yeah. So the most of the pushback or issues that we had were in the beginning of the group prior to us. Um, we now actually vet the posts before we allow them to go on. So it needs to be approved by one of the three admins before it actually gets placed on the page. Um, we're pretty good about getting to it quickly. But in the beginning, we let every, th- every post go on. So it, it became more of a this post doesn't meet our st- our rules, so we delete the post. And then occasionally we would get the post on the follow-up. Uh, why did the admin delete my post? This group is, you know, <laughs> and uh, people were not happy about having their post deleted, um, despite the fact that, you know, we tried to be very transparent about what was and was not um, allowed on the page. Um, so now we do um, vet them. We try to reach out to, to, to everybody when we have to, when, when we delete their post before it even gets on the page. Um, we try to reach out and we say, hey look, you know either you need to put a, a mountain and a date on this. it can't just be hey, I'd like to hike, who'd like to hike with me because you don't need 300 people saying I'd like to hike with you with no plan. So that's one that we run into quite often is you know you have to have a plan or if you don't have a plan then just you know jump into somebody else's hike. Um, but that keeps the page from just becoming an intro session of everybody introducing themselves. Um, and the second thing is, you know, there's, there's so much drama on some of these other, you know, hiking groups. And to be honest with you, it's tiring. I mean, I, I have a hard time even, you know, reading comments on some of the other hiking groups because, you know, frankly, some people are just keyboard warriors and, you know, they have, I don't, I don't know what, what, what the issue is nowadays where people need to, to, to you know attack people for asking a question or whatever but you know we just didn't want any of that on our site so we have this magic little remove button that we can use so um, we try to keep it positive and we don't like removing people but it is sort of a first offense um you know removal and for lack of a better way to say it you know if you can't get along with people online we don't want to take the chance that you can't get along on the trail So if you're that type of person that wants to fight with people, we really assume that other people aren't going to want to hike with you. So we remove you. And I think it keeps the page more positive. um, And it is, you know, one way that we can somewhat vet the people that are in the page. Um, And I think it's worked for the most part. Um, Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I know when I go on there, I I know it's it's. I'm looking to
2: see who's who's organizing hikes. And then you get a lot of really great pictures on there of, of different uh, is will go on there and check it out and say like, okay, I know that there was a group going on a certain mountain and let me see if they posted any pictures and I can see if there's any monorail left there or whatever. So I've used it a couple of different ways. Um, but Haley, I wanted to ask you, you know, you've, the group's been around for a year. You've got dozens of hikes that, uh, that happen over the course of a, a week uh, can you talk a little bit about what you're most proud of regarding the impact that you've seen from the group? Have there been like relationships that have been started, or maybe give me something from your perspective on that you've seen where you look at and you say, "Wow, this is really something I didn't expect, but it's amazing."
0: Yeah. Um, so I can think of a, a specific group of people that more recently have started using the the group and um, all met on the group, and they have hiked hike after hike after hike together. Um, One of the girls just finished the 48 in like two months, um, mostly using our our buddy um, hiking page to find friends to go with. Um, So I think that my most proud moment is just seeing the relationships that are made and like continue. Um, I have hiked, a lot of my buddy hikes have been at least one or two people overlapping Um, and I think that it's, it's really cool to at least have a comfort of knowing some people that might be there. Um, and I don't know, I just, I think that seeing people connect over and over and over again, some people even call like the, their buddy hikers, um, like their best friends now. Um, it's just a really cool thing to watch unfold.
2: Yeah. Is there any,
4: any, have there been any weddings
2: yet? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
4: not yet. Ooh, not yet. Did you see that post I put up a while back? Uh, I had this premonition that someday the buddies are all going to be on the bonds, and we're going to have our first buddy wedding right on top of the bonds. I'm not sure who it is. I joked with one of the, the actually the same person that Haley's speaking about right now, who just finished the 48, and she she actually said to me that she did all 48 with buddies that she met on the buddy page, and she did it rather quickly as well. Um, but I joked with her because, um, she's now dating one of the guys from the, uh, from the group. And Ooh, I said, who, the
3: first I said, who
4: knows, we might be on top of West bond or, or, or one of the bonds at some point. And, uh, you know, she laughed and, you know, for sake of not embarrassing her, I won't go any further. Uh, but you know, I, I, I tell, I tell my wife all the time, you know, that, uh, it brings me joy. Like every single time I see somebody posts their pictures, tell their story, you know, say that they met so-and-so and had such a great time. Uh, when I see them hiking together again, um, you know, it's hard to, to really explain it. I, I don't necessarily, you know, take credit for it, but I do feel like, you know, the group is a conduit for connecting people that may have never met otherwise. And I, and, uh, there's a, there's a couple, uh, ladies that that hike uh, both through the page and now you know directly on their own um who are you know the best of friends and um you know i still get to see their posts and um you know it's just it's just really cool and uh and i just think about you know myself and all the friends that i've made and all the people that i've hiked with just over the last year and i you know i never would have met you know Haley as an example she lives in maine like we never would have crossed paths um and so many more. Julie, the other admin um, is fantastic. And uh, just so many people um, have been brought together by something as simple as a Facebook group and a love for the mountains. And those two things together have just um, created a great combination um, for bringing people together. So I'm just proud of the group overall. And you know, when I see somebody who does their first buddy hike, I think that's my favorite. When they say, hey, I did my first buddy hike today and I met Laura and Tim and and John and we hiked, you know, Pierce or moose or whatever. Um, you know, and I see their pictures or, you know, they're smiling. They had a great time. Sometimes I'll, I'll jump on the chat and I'll send them a message and just say, you know, Hey, how was the hike? Because I just eat it up. Like I want them to tell me it was great and that, you know, that they're happy and they've made some new friends and, uh, I don't know. It's a good feeling.
2: Yeah. And and I've been impressed watching the, uh, the group grow over time. And I will be honest, like the first time I, I I joined up and I was like, yeah, I could definitely use this as a resource. But I was like, this has the potential for disaster because um, from my perspective, I was like, you know, how are you supposed to vet people? And I understand now that I've watched it, like people are very upfront and, you know, very clear on what they need. But I guess even more from a safety perspective, and Haley, I would probably ask this question to you is as a, as a female hiker, from your perspective, you know, one of the things that would probably be most concerning to me is like, how do you vet people in the group to make sure for, and I don't really know how else to say this, but like, how do you make sure you're avoiding creepers?
0: Yeah. So we are very upfront with the fact that we are not vetting anyone other than the people that we've personally hiked with. Um, so we make that very clear just so that people don't feel like, okay, anyone in this group is safe to hike with. Um, but that being said, we always encourage people to have at least three people for the first meetup. Um, that way, if one person happens to be a creeper, you have someone else there to for them to attack first. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Hopefully, somebody's slower than you, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you <Somebody> can run. <laughs> um, oh,
1: jeez!
0: Just kidding. Um, Attack first. First purposes, um, just so you have someone else there. Um, as a female hiker, I have run into a couple times. Like my first time meeting Ben, I'm like, okay. I hope that this other girl who's hiking with us is here before the guys, because like that could be weird and then um it just kind of naturally is okay um if you're feeling unsafe about anything you can stay in your car and have it locked until another person that you have been chatting with or something can can be there um but we i've never we haven't run into a problem with anyone being unsafe or creepy or anything like that um and i am always um more than happy to share my experiences with the hikers that i've met and say like hey, this person is, is great. Um, actually one of the, one of the people that I am closest with now and hike with often, um, doesn't even have a picture at, on his Facebook and I was terrified to meet him. Um, yeah, yeah. and he ended up actually being, he's like a 70 year old guy who is the most jolly friendly person ever and just doesn't have a Facebook for a <laughs> Um, so it's, I always say, Hey, if you run into so-and-so like he's, he's good. If you, if you want to hike with him, like I will vet the people that I have gotten to now.
2: Yeah. And I remember like, um, again, I, I, I've used, uh, used hiking buddies one time. And the reason why I used it was because as I said, I don't mind hiking solo, but there's certain things, especially winter hiking. Like we. I was going to hike the tri pyramids and I was just kind of like, you know, If something happens, it was going to be on a Friday. I was like, there's going to be nobody out there. And if something happens and I'm by myself, there's no cell connection, I'm going to be screwed. And I was like, I run this dumb podcast. Like, I cannot get a search and rescue call from me because I'll have to just disappear off the face of the earth. So- I was like, "How am I going to find someone to hike?" And then you guys popped up, and I was like, "That's right." I joined this group, and sure enough, George, who's a friend of mine that I met through hiking buddies, popped up, and he was like, "I'm going hiking," and I was like, I, "I'm working on my four, winter 48," and he I, he was doing tri pyramids, and I was like, "I'll do it," and then I'm like, "I'm like, oh, this is going to be weird because I'm kind of awkward anyway." and I was like, it's gonna be weird hiking with someone all day that I don't know. But he was a cool guy. I did a little bit of like, sorry George, but I like, I just did put his name in and I just did arrest and police to make sure like <laughs> there was nothing there,
0: and, and his Facebook
2: page looked fine. But he's awesome. He's like, he's like gritting. He's like this young twenty-one-year-old kid that's like a super hiker. And then I was like, oh, sh- sh- how am I gonna keep up with this guy? But you know, it was perfect. We 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 connected well, and his pace was perfect. And I felt a lot safer because I wasn't out there solo. Um, and I knew like if something happened, like I got some, I got someone to back me up, which was great. And I'm definitely going to hook up with him again to go hiking this summer. I'll I'll call you, George, but, (laughs) um, But yeah, it was it was awesome. So I, that's what I did for sort of like vetting. Is I just like I googled him to make sure there was no police record, and I looked at his Facebook page and saw he had pictures of mountains, and I was like, I'm good.
1: Yeah, give it yeah. a shot. Definitely.
4: That that is one of the um, the beautiful things about the group too is um, you know a lot of people are you know say that they're nervous about hiking with someone they don't know or what am I going to talk about, and once you get over that first you know I call it maybe the first quarter mile if that. Um, it's it it's fun. I mean, you you literally can talk about anything and everything because there is no history. You are finding out about the person. It makes the time go by. It's um, it's interesting. Your conversations go all over the place. Different conversations depending on who you're hiking with. You know, you can have five buddy hikes and have five different total experiences and conversations on the way up and the way down depending on you know where you connect and what similarities and differences you have with the person you're with so you know you you went in saying hey i'm a little awkward i'm not sure what we're going to talk about and i'm sure you guys chatted for hours um getting to know each other and um and it's it's amazing and as you said you know and as haley said you know we don't vet people but you know, whether you're hiking with a buddy or you're hiking out in the woods by yourself on a solo hike, there's always the potential for a creeper or somebody out there. Um, There is a level of personal responsibility that we, you know, have to sort of assume that people on our page are using as well. And that A, you know, make sure that you're in a group of three or more on a first meet. B, you know, do your Google searching, you know, scan their their Facebook page. you know, see if they have some sort of normality. And then, and then lastly, if there's anything that just doesn't feel right, or that you're just nervous about, then you don't go. It's that simple. I mean, you just, you have to, um, kind of do your own homework, um, be prepared, make sure you have enough people with you. And then, um, and then decide whether you're comfortable with it or not. And um, so there is just like all things, there is a level of personal responsibility here that, you know, we're, a, we're just a, like, I said before, a conduit. So we just bring people together, but people still need to do their homework and be smart. Um, that's, that's really their, there's, you know, everybody's responsibility.
0: And just like, hey, yeah. any other hike, like if you're going, you should leave your plans with someone that you know and trust. Um, and, I actually just hiked with a a new friend that is on one of the search and rescue teams. And he said that he lit, he gave his dad a list of everyone that was on the hike that day. Um, So that, you know, their name because it's on, on their Facebook. So you can at least um, you can give your person, whoever you're leaving your hiking plans with um, the names of other people too. If, if you feel comfortable with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it sounds like to me, like if I'm thinking this through, I want to get in on a group that has multiple people, you know, three, four people plus. Um, I want to make sure that I vet everybody. I want to make sure that I'm sharing my hiking plans as well as the people that I'm meeting and the information on how to look at their information online with my loved ones or for friends so that uh, it's very clear to, uh, to somebody who knows me where I'm going and who I'm going
1: yeah. with.
4: Right. And we do creep everybody's Facebook page when they, you know, for the most part, when they try to join the group. You know, there's been a few that, hey, listen, this is not, uh, you know, this is this is a Facebook page, not a democracy. There's no rules. I have I report to no one. If there's something about your page that makes me uncomfortable with you, I'm sorry, but I just don't allow you into the group. Um, And it's, uh, you know, it's just another way to try to filter out. I mean, if you just created your page two weeks ago, uh, you know, Facebook's been around a long time. If you've got three friends and you just created the Facebook two weeks ago, you don't get in the group. It's just we have some tight controls about some things to try to avoid, um, you know, potential fake profiles and so forth. And, you know, but um, for the most part, we find that hikers are good people and, um, you know, to just, you know, be safe, do your homework. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, you
2: know, I've seen plenty of drama on on the internet with hikers, but like when you're out on the trail, everybody's very cool. And hikers, we're like vegans or CrossFitters. Like we just, we always want to talk about hiking anyway. So you'll mm-hmm. never run out of anything to talk about. That's right. So um, I guess long-term the, the group's growing, obviously you're you're definitely getting a lot of traction. Um, what what are the plans? Are you just going to keep growing and keeping the ship? floating the way it's going or is there any changes or updates that you plan to do in the future?
4: well we uh, we are growing and it is becoming more and more work my wife calls it my second full-time job um, trying to keep up with um, updating the you know the hikes and contacting people and you know all day long I'm you know on chats with people you know trying to explain why their post got deleted or how they you know I get a lot of questions from a lot of people about setting things up but um, you know for now we're just going to maintain it pretty much, um, the way that we're running it. We did consider maybe adding an education part to the mission and then becoming a nonprofit. Um, I think we're on hold with that for now. Um, but trying to put some, um, positive, um, spin onto it on some way we could maybe make a a larger impact, um, with a, with a pretty good force for good with 4,000 hikers. I think that that's a, a good starting point, but, um, that's a little bit on hold for the time being until, you know, we're, like I said, we're, we're not even a year in. Um, so we don't want to um, put the the cart before the horse here and see how this continues to kind of evolve. Um, we are setting up our first ever event for our group um, beyond, you know, the, the hikes. So I did want to um, talk about that because I'm pretty excited about it. And um, Haley's been helping me set it up together. Um, so is this a good time for me to kind of announce that or do we want to? plug that later.
2: Yeah, no, I think that, um, so I'm going to put in the show notes, uh, obviously a link to the group. And, um, you know, if you do have anything put together for this, like an event page or anything, we can, we can definitely plug that. But yeah, if you want to give the audience uh, details on what the plan is, uh, I always want to party. So I'm in.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we are super excited. Um, it's been, I think we've been working on this for four months now. Uh, maybe five months, um, putting it together, trying to find a venue. But um, on September 11th of this year, um, there is the flags on the 48. Um, I know in the morning, a lot of people will be doing that. But in the evening, um, we are going to be somewhat taking over, um, at least at a certain time in the night, we'll be taking over um, the Twin Barnes Brewery in Meredith, New Hampshire, Um, So our event will start out with um, bands and live music, um, you know, cornhole games, a lot of uh, great food and drink and um, just, you know, getting together and and having a great time and meeting. You know, this is your opportunity to kind of meet a lot of the buddies on the page and then um, followed by. Sort of uh, some, you know, another band and uh, campfires and s'mores and, you know, an acoustic jam session around the fires with the buddies. And uh, it's just going to be a ton of fun. And this is a great uh, location. They have a big beer garden with, uh, you know, little fireplaces and just uh, picnic tables and stuff, like a big field basically that we can hang out in. And uh, the first hundred people that Register can camp on site for free. Um, So if you want to go up and hike in the morning, and then come to the party, and then sleep right there on site, you know, set up your tent after you know the event's over, and sleep on site, and then wake up in the morning and go hit some more mountains, or go explore the lakes region, uh, maybe go hike a Belknap. You'll be right, you know, right there um, in the lakes region. And uh, you'll have a bunch of buddies nearby that you can probably recruit to come with you the next day, um, even if they weren't planning on it. I'm sure they won't, you know, all be making fantastic decisions by the end of the night. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah.
2: And with COVID finishing up, people are like, they're just ready to party. Yeah. But and that's that's
4: one of the reasons why we pushed it um, to September, because we, we you know, we, we want to make sure that, you know, a lot of that stuff's in the clear and people have been vaccinated. Um, but I think it's time, right? I mean, we're all chomping at the bit um to have just an awesome time and when i just think about so many of these great hikers like having you know sitting around a campfire and you know singing uh you know sing along songs or whatever we end up doing while we're there at night like after the lights go out um i don't know uh it's just going to be a great time and um you know every time you know i just started bringing this up on my last hike with some of the hikers to get some feedback and they were all very excited about it, and um, but they all asked, like, how, how much is it going to cost? How much is it going to cost for us to come? And uh, when we first started this, we said, um, we want to make this as low cost as possible. Um, and then um, we decided that we st- were trying to build a brand as well with the Hiking Buddies and kind of promote Hiking Buddies. So basically, we're going to sell t-shirts. And if you buy a t-shirt, you get into the event the t-shirt will be waiting for you at the event. It'll be a long sleeve tee, but the, it'll be waiting for you at the event. You come up, you, you, we check your name off a list. We give you a long sleeve t-shirt. You put it on, you're in. And so you are helping us promote, you know, the group, it's a great group. You're already a part of the group. Um, so promoting it isn't too hard. And then, you know, the proceeds that we make from the uh, shirts will help pay for the band and the location, everything that we need. And twin Barnes brewery, uh, in Meredith, New Hampshire has been absolutely fantastic. Um, to work with. And, uh, and we're really excited about the event.
2: Awesome. That sounds, that sounds very cool. And my guess is that you're going to, you're going to well exceed a hundred people, especially with the, the, the camping out overnight. That's, that's going to be perfect for people. So I got to check my calendar because I usually do reach the beach, um, around that time, but I think it may be the weekend before, but if it's
4: not, if there's
2: no conflict, I'll definitely
4: show up. Yeah, Yeah, we would love to have you. And the first hundred people can camp there, but we can have up to 500 people, at the event um so we will cap out at 500 people i don't know whether we'll get even close to that but i'm hoping that um, people will look at it mark their calendars it's far enough in advance to circle the weekend and say hey we're going hiking we're going to go see the lakes region we're going to have this party with all these buddies in the middle of it we're going to have live music it is a 21 plus event so we do want to um, let people know that you know they may have to get a sitter if they have kids um for that portion of the night but uh it's, uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. And I, I've been to, um, the brewery twice, um, recently since we, since we, uh, made the agreement with them and, uh, the food is amazing. The drinks are cold and, and delicious. Um, so I think we found the right partners and the right, um, people to help us, um, put on a fantastic event and we're excited about, you know, just, uh, just getting to know a lot of people all at once, and um, you know, it gives people the ability to make a connection, even off the off the trail, to plan you know future hikes as well. So, yeah, and that is a great
2: region to hike between the Belknap's, the Squam Range, and the Ossipees are right in that area too. And that's actually one other thing before we um, wrap on this, I wanted to just ask you this question and I think I know the answer, but like you, you, the group's name is tied to the 4,000 footers, but I've definitely seen like, there's no limit on posting hikes outside the 4,000 footers.
4: No, we, we're all about connecting people for hiking. And if people want to hike, um, you know, any, any, any mountain, um, you know, in the Northeast and they think that they're going to be able to find interest, we're, uh, We're fine um, with that. And I did want to say, you know, we're very proud of the name of our event. And I didn't even say what it was. Uh, The event is called Mountains and Microbrews 2021. So um, we're hoping that everybody will check it out. And if you go to www.hikingbuddiesnh48.com, that's where the registration is going to be. It's not open yet, but uh, it will be by the time this podcast um, is published.
2: Perfect. Yeah. We're probably, we're usually like three or four weeks behind. So we'll include that in the show notes. Um, and, you know, definitely register. And it sounds like it's going to be a fun event. Um, and I, I have an announcement I'm going to make too, because I'm going to host a buddy hike. Um, I don't know the exact date yet, but I'm going to post something up around, Um, probably late June for an early July hike. And I've got to wait until like, I I need a period where it's, it's dried out a little bit because the hike that I'm going to post, I'm going to actually do two, but one of the, the, the main hike I'm going to post is a hike from Franconia, um, starting on Franconia for falling waters and then up to the ridge. And then we're going to hike down the Lincoln slide. And then we are going to bushwhack along the, uh, I think it's the uh, the Lincoln Brook, and we're going to bushwhack about a mile, mile and a half. We're going to be hiking in the river until we get out to um, Lincoln Brook Trail and then um, up the slide to Owl's Head. So if you have Owl's Head on the list and you want to do an epic day hike, I'm going to take uh, a group of people. I'll probably limit this to like six people because you don't want to have a big crowd going on, on this particular hike. But it's epic. I've done it before, and I'm happy to to have a crew join me. So I'll post that up on the hiking buddies. And then I will very likely also be posting up, um, a hike to do my local mountain, which is in Brownfield, Maine. And it's a mountain called burnt meadow. So I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but that is right down the street from my in-laws house. And it's where I go to do my morning trail runs. It's an easy three, four mile hike. So if somebody's looking for something a little easier pace, I'll be posting something up in, in right around the time that this podcast gets released. Awesome.
0: Is Brit Meadow open now?
2: I hope it is. It was closed for a yeah. while, but you know what? People were just going up. I know they were doing like a logging operation, but I think it's oh open now. God. I didn't go last year and I was so sad, but I was like upset because people are parking there and they're like hiking. And I was like, you're going to get the mountain shut down on me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But if, if it's not open, I'll just go to Pleasant in Denmark. So either way, but um, I want to respect the landowners there because it's like private yeah. land and people like still hike when it's closed down. And I'm like, if you get this mountain shut down, I'm going to cry because this is... Right. Like it's, a,
0: it's a beautiful mountain.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> one of my favorites.
2: Yeah. So again, I will post all this up on the show notes. And Haley and Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Um, is there anything else that you want to add before we uh, we, we wrap it up?
0: I don't think so. Just if you're if you're on the cusp of whether you're going to join the a buddy hike or not, just just dive in and go for it because I don't think you're going to regret it. So all the people listening. <laughs>
4: yeah and uh, i just want to thank uh thank you mike for having us on uh, on your show and uh and haley thank you uh and julie for uh, all your work that you do for the group and uh it is a sacrifice for you guys as well and i know that uh it's also joy uh, because I, I i i get it too so thank you guys for kind of joining the endeavor alongside me and uh you know i really appreciate you guys very much yeah, yeah, and it's it, what
2: you're doing is filling an important need for the community. I think right now, and I'm waiting for that first buddy wedding, and I want to see a buddy baby next year too. All right, now you're pushing it. <laughs> all right, all right, so, all right. Thank you so much. All right, Stomp. So um, the hiking buddies. What do you what do you think? You, you, are you going to do a buddy hike with me someday? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I'm all set with people. No, I don't. I don't hike with people anymore. What? <laughs> I'm a people. I'm a seclusionist. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll hike with you, I guess.
2: Yeah. I already said I'm. I'm hosting too. I'm. I'm doing. I'm going down the Lincoln Slide with the buddies. It's gonna be that's good time. Really.
3: That's really cool. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. I mean, they've got quite the uh, organization going, and um, it's a great resource. I know it's hard uh, initially when you're trying to hike and you don't know where. I mean, it's helpful if you're a newbie uh, without the skills. You get a little safety net and very cool.
2: Yeah, it is funny like if we you like think back to like me like me I knew you from the Mount Washington road race and I don't think either one of us was like that into hiking mm-hmm. before we connected on the Mount Washington race, but we definitely got into hiking and like I just think of all the characters and the people that we've met and all the friends we've made over the last like you know 10 years or so through through hiking, but like a group mm-hmm. like this you could like you can accelerate that
3: Oh, yeah, process. that's what I was going to say, because, I mean, our friendships through social media was more of an organic, gradual process, like, you know, meeting Jimmy Chaga and <laughs> these other characters along the way. It was very gradual. But, uh, yeah, it seems like you can meet a whole bunch of people all at once. Boom. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's very cool. And I want to get that. Um, I'd like to do that overnight thing down to Meredith with you.
3: Oh really? You roping me in? Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't want to do an over, overnight. I mean, separate tents, of course. <laughs> put put two sleeping bags together. Oh, that would be so romantic. <laughs> no, I have a, that, well, that's. A, I, I hike with my friend Tom. I actually tell him this.
2: Like we, we would do winter overnights, and the first couple <laughs> yeah. of times, like we did share a, a tent and. um I just cannot share a tent with anybody. So I just purposely, when I got my new tent, I got a one-person <laughs> tent so that I can always just say, like, nope, I'm sleeping by myself.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's nice to have a little bit of room and not have to climb over people to get out of the tent. Yeah, exactly.
2: But yeah, yeah definitely looking forward to that. And I'll keep um, keep um people updated on... Um, you know on anything related to the buddy hikes so if you're interested in joining me and getting getting a little hike in and join the the hiking buddies facebook group and uh keep an eye out for a post from me I'll, I'll probably throw something up in probably mid mid june about uh, some july hikes looking forward mm. to it awesome you want to get into some uh, search and rescue news
3: yeah it's a little quiet on uh, our end but uh i think you have a couple right
2: Yeah, yeah, there was nothing in New Hampshire. It was slow, slow, uh, slow period, which is good. Uh, But I did, I picked out a couple of news stories that are not New Hampshire related, but I thought they were kind of cool. One of which is in the Grand Canyon. And I don't know, I want to get your reaction to this one. It's kind of weird. So it ties into like uh, social media and it ties into hiking. Um, But this, there was a guy in apparently... He just got, I don't know if he got fined or if he got arrested. I think he got fined. And what he was doing in the Grand Canyon is he's a Washington state man, and he is facing federal charges after he was accused of organizing an illegal 153-person hike. <laughs> I said
3: 153 people um, yeah. hike through, through the Grand Canyon. That's uh, It's amazing how these stories line up with what I'm thinking because back to the hiking buddies, I, yeah. I I don't recall them talking about lim- – do they limit their hikes? Uh, they do. Um, I have to look at the rules,
2: but I do remember seeing something on there. So I think if you ask Ben and Haley what they're going to say is that everybody has personal responsibility. But mm-hmm. from what I've seen, the people that are out there organizing the hikes have been very – conscientious to make sure that they're following um, size rules around um, group sizes. So I think for the most part, I've only seen them have groups of 10 at the at the max. And most of the time I see them posting, it's like three, four, five people together.
3: Okay. Yeah. And even like lower with these COVID restrictions that are history now, but yeah. back in the day, a few months ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So 153, and I, I guess... I guess he had a Facebook group and somebody infiltrated the Facebook group and tipped <laughs> off the park service. And th- I think from what I read, so he was, it was looking to do a rim to rim. So I'm assuming they were going to start in the south rim and go to the north rim. And the park right now encourages people to organize themselves in groups of 10 or less. You know, I guess he was spoken to before the day of the hike. Somebody reached out to him and said, "Hey, we got wind of this," and he just continued to um, to move forward. And the park rangers were on it; they knew, and um, you know, based on the information they had on social media, that this group was arriving. And I think what happened was that. The organizer had told people, like, look, you know, it's a big group, but everybody just split themselves up into groups of ten, and then we'll maybe we'll meet down the bottom or something, and all hike together. Hmm. Um, He was charging like a hundred dollar fee. That's the other interesting thing about this story is, like, I was like kind of expecting, like, okay, the the person's going to be making a lot of money off of this, but I don't think he made that much money. He just wanted to have a big party on the Grand Canyon.
3: That's crazy. Hands across the canyon. I mean, that's enough people you could just stretch out and hold hands, and you (laughs) span from one side to the other. <laughs>
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah so and uh, i this is a quote in here in the news article it says in in my seven months of work i have never witnessed so many individuals traveling in the same direction in such a condensed period of time and space i mean i'm going to try to get i have a friend that that actually works at the phantom ranch and i'm going to try to get jeff on for a segment um Probably in a, in a few episodes to, to talk a little bit about search and rescue in the Grand Canyon. But like, I, I've been there and it's, I mean, that's a tough hike. I got a question.
3: What, what yeah. was the date of this again?
2: This was um, October 24th of last year. So this was oh. like right in the middle of COVID. It was like
3: oh wow. cranking that's, there. That's crazy. Huh. That's yeah. really interesting yeah. because I was thinking, boy, if this was like a current date, maybe it would be. It would be playing into that like, oh my God, the shackles are off. Like I'm hearing stories about people planning concerts and like just going ballistic uh, now that these uh, restrictions are lifted and lockdowns are easing here and there.
2: Yeah, no, this this was like right in the middle of COVID. So apparently with the Grand Canyon, like you can do group sizes mm-hmm. of up to 30 pre-COVID. And I don't really know if, the, if that means like you can have 30 and you have to split up or what the deal is. Um, but due to COVID-19 rules the groups were limited to 11 total and um you know the 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 park officials were alerted to this excursion and you know they they realized that this was a pretty big group and they they all started sort of organizing together and you know they they put a stop to it so
3: it's very very interesting that's incredible
2: yeah, yeah, so that one goes back to October. And then the other interesting news article I have here is in New Mexico. This is another big group issue. So there was 24 hikers rescued after attempting to climb New Mexico's Oregon Mountains. So I guess it's a pretty steep hike it's like
3: and this is closer to today, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah this is this is closer to I think this happened like a week or two ago. So I guess the the, the mountain is called the Oregon Needle. It's a 9,000-foot mountain, and it's 4,000 feet of elevation, and apparently it's, like, straight up. There's no Hmm. switchbacks, uh, class three and four scrambling, which I'm I'm assuming that means it's, like, scree fields and very much, like, 3,000 feet of the watcher, basically. Or, like, Sphinx. Sphinx Trail, that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. But it sounds like like the big group, they all got separated. Um, One lady was severely injured and unable to move. Other people had, like minor injuries and it sounds like search and rescue had to mobilize and as they were going up to to check on everybody they kept coming it was almost like a falling waters episode where you guys run into like one person that's hurt and then you see another one mm-hmm. it was just you know continually a <laughs> um, a number of people getting injured so hmm. you know big groups you've got to be careful i guess yeah in new hampshire are you aware of any like big groups that have gotten in into, into serious trouble in the past no Nope.
3: I know of groups, but I don't recall any stories of anybody getting busted or called out or anything like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. The only incident that I, that stands out to me, and I'll have to, well, maybe we'll do a story on this one and go back. But there was a group, I think it was Canadian, um, like high school kids, and they had chaperones. And I do remember they were on Franconia Ridge heading down to uh, to Greenleaf. And there was a group of, I think, four students that got separated from their chaperones. They, and
3: I, you know, Just to clarify, they weren't separated. They were left, if I left, remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big difference. I was trying to be nice, but... What a story. That one's a tough story. We should cover that sometime.
2: Yeah, yeah, we will. I mean, the, 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 the cliff note version of it is, is I believe the AMC crew members were able to go up there and luckily locate um at least one student who was separated from the group and they were able to get her down but mm-hmm. um it may have been more but we'll yeah we'll put that on the list to do more of a deep dive on
3: yeah that'll be a great one
2: yeah, but like the, the, so the theme of the show is like, you know, hiking in groups. Um, definitely, you know, you've got to communicate to um, to everyone you're hiking with. Don't be shy to just sort of lay the rules down. And, you know, if somebody's getting in trouble, everybody sticks together. And, you know, you all get out in one 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 big group. So, yeah. Very good. Um, but I think that's that's it. Anything else you want to cover, Stomp?
3: No, that was a great episode.
2: Yeah, excellent awesome
3: let's wrap it up
1: yes until next time thank you for listening If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more about the topics covered on today's show, please check out the show notes and safety information on slasrpodcast.com. That's S-L-A-S-R podcast.com. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Instagram we hope you'll join us next week for another great show. Until next time, on behalf of Mike and Stomp, get out there and crush some peaks. Now covered in scratches, blisters, and bug bites, Chris Staff wanted to complete his most challenging day hike ever. Fishing game officers say the hiker from Florida activated
0: an emergency beacon yesterday morning. He was hiking along the Appalachian Trail when the weather started to get worse. Officials say the snow was piled up to three feet in some spots, and there was a wind chill of minus one degree.
1: And there's three
2: words to describe this race. Do we all
1: know what they are?
2: Only one help! Lieutenant James Neeland, New Hampshire Fish and Game. Lieutenant, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me. What are some of the most common mistakes you see people make when they're heading out on the trails to hike here in New Hampshire? Seems to me the most common is being unprepared. and I think if they just simply visited uh, hikesafe.com and got a list of the ten essential items and had those in their packs, they probably would have no need to ever call us at all.